Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Propes, and I'll be bringing you everything you missed, plus my own personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. We are back once again in the regular season. This time we are here with Baltimore Ravens in week two against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm going to start off, I'm going to be full transparent here. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think I missed the first two drives of the Ravens only because only because with YouTube now having NFL Sunday ticket and the Baltimore Ravens app not broadcasting it over the radio station like they usually do. I wasn't able to get right there at one o'clock to listen slash watch the game. So I did. I believe I missed at least the first two set of downs. I know I did get there for at least the first part, like their first whole drive. But at least the first two set of downs, or maybe it was one, I'm not 100% sure. Someone can let me know in, in the comments section what I did miss in anything. I don't know if it was anything too big or significant. However, I did end up getting there with the game, and I also did miss the coin toss. So I'm not sure who won, but based off third quarter, the way it starts, I'm assuming, and this is just an assumption, this is just an educated guess, that Cincinnati won the toss, chose to defer. That's just what I'm going to say, because you all know how I feel and what my rule is when it comes to winning a coin toss. You, Everybody knows my personal thoughts, my feelings about it. You always defer, because that first half can be devious. I promise you, it can be devious, it can be disasterly. But, I'm going to say it. That was payback, ladies and gentlemen. That was payback for Wild Card Weekend against them and... I'm so happy we caught the victory. Honestly, guys, that was my takeaway at the end of the game. My words exactly were, that's payback. And I cannot be more happy that we won. Yes, the score was within a field goal, but hey, a dub's a dub. You all know that, especially, I mean, once it's in the later half of the season and we're like week 13 and beyond, then that's when it really, really matters when you catch a dub, you catch a dub. And early in the season, yeah, it can. it's not going to make or break anything, but this one was going to make or break something for me personally because after we beat them last year early in the season, lost to them week 18, then week, you know, uh, wild card weekend, that, mm, that terrible decision. But... We're not going to say specifically because it's just going to hurt my soul even more. (laughs) Um, That's that's all it was. It was just strictly and straight payback. And I cannot, for the life of me, tell you all how happy I am that we won. So, with all that being said and the intro being out of the way, I will say after what I said last week, I have... So, I I am going to say it, but I'm going to save it for the end because you guys know I like this... I don't like to give spoilers. I like to drop little hints and teasers of what I pro- what I said last week about what I'm going to be doing for you guys. See if I can get it to work, and I got it working. But we're going to get into the game first. So first quarter here, like I said, I think I missed at least the first drive, maybe the second or uh, the first set of downs getting changed. So first and ten, Justice Hill. He ends up running for six. Second and four, he only gets one. Which this was funny. His younger brother, Dax Hill, was a linebacker or is a linebacker for Cincinnati and actually tackled him on those first two plays. When they said that when I was watching it on NFL Sunday Ticket, it was hilarious. I, I'm like, huh, that, that's, that's kind of ironic. 
But now, on third and three, our boy Odell Beckham Jr., he gets the first down, and then some. So now it's first and goal. Justice Hill gets a run, but no gain. Gus Edwards, he puts the first points up on the board. So now it's 7 nothing with 7-12 left in the first. So now first and 10, Cincinnati, they go for six. Second and four, they end up converting, but there's a holding flag on them, so that gets backed all the way up. So now on second and 14, they gain six. Third and eight, they go for a deep pass from Joe Burrow, but that one's called incomplete. So now on fourth and eight, the Bengals do have to punt the ball away. 5-16 left in the first quarter. Now back on our side of the ball, first and 10, Justice Hill. He gets a nice run of nine yards. Rashad Bateman on second and one, he gets the first down. Now on first and 10, Lamar, he ends up throwing a deep pass, which gets called incomplete. Now on second and 10, Devin DuVernay, he gets a five-yard catch. The Bengals do challenge it because when they passed it, it looked like it had hit the ground, and they end up winning the challenge, unfortunately. So now on third and 10, uh, Lamar Jackson ends up overthrowing Zay Flowers here. So now it's fourth and 10, and Justin Tucker tries to kick a 59-yard field goal, which ends up missing, which honestly... I had this discussion uh, this morning, ironically, the day of this getting uploaded on Monday, the 18th. I was talking about this to my mother this morning, actually, um, on this one here, that he, like we all know, Justin Tucker never misses from 50 yards and in. So it's anywhere between 50 and less, he's guaranteed making it certified gold. But it's 50 and beyond, then it gets a little dicey. But we all know last year, uh, technically two years ago now, in 2021-2022 season, he made that 66-yard field goal in Detroit. And people are always confusing, even ask me, since they know how much of a Baltimore fan I am, how he can do that. But if he, it's like this, like a 59-yarder, he misses. And the simple fact, Detroit has a stadium that has a dome. This one was outside. So it's hard to compensate for wind because if he's aiming for it with wind compensation and then mid kick it ends up the wind just stops that's gonna throw some dice and some issues into it and he ended up kicking a wide right field goal on that but I'm not upset about it I'm, I'm not really not upset about it because 50 plus is a difficult honestly for almost any kicker even if we have the best kicker in NFL history on our team but yeah you didn't hear me say that <laughs> but we're getting off topic here, so let's get back into it. Now, first and 10 back on Cincinnati side. They only gain one after a short little run. So now on second and nine, they throw a screen pass for nothing. Third and nine, they only get a gain of one. So on fourth and eight, they do have to punt the ball away again. First and 10, Gus Edwards. He gets a handoff and runs right up the middle for a gain of five. Now on second and five, Devin DuVernay, he gains only two. And this is what here ends the first quarter. So now we're on third and three. Lamar, this big play here, he fumbles the ball here because he got taken down. He fumbles the ball. The Bengals recover. However, there was a flag thrown for illegal hands to the face, and it was on Cincinnati. So we caught the biggest break of our lives here, ladies and gentlemen. If we did not have that, they would have been in our territory crazy-like. But that illegal hands to the face saved us so now on first and 10 justice hill gets no gain actually a loss of one on second and 11 lamar ends up keeping it for six third and five we he ends up throwing an incomplete pass to mark andrews now on fourth and five 
And this, even though we got, by the grace of God, that we got that ball back and saved, on fourth and five, we punt it, and then up returning it for, for a touchdown. And there was no flag. Like, they threw the flag late, was hoping it would get called back, but there, uh, there was no flag on this play, guys. So, we let them return an 88-yard punt return and get a touchdown. So now it, or, excuse me, 81 yards. So now it's 7-7 with 13 minutes, four, 14 seconds left in the first half. Very, uh, very upsetting. So now first and 10, Nelson Aglor. He, he, he was a baller yesterday. He was a baller and a monster. He gets the first down. First and 10, we have a low snap and, or a low pass. And that went to, tried to go to Devin Duvernay, but was incomplete. So now on third, on second and ten, Rashad Bateman he get, runs up for nine. Third and one, Justice Hill gets the first down. First and ten, Justice Hill runs for eight once again. And I really gotta say, Aglor and Hill were our guys yesterday, and just, or at least in the first half because like they they were Lamar's two right hand men. Well, left and right hand men if you think about it, because having two people on the same side would be a little. Unorthodox. However, now on second and two, Zay Flowers gets a swifty pass and runs for 17. Now back on first and 10, Rashad Bateman gets a nice catch for seven. Second and three, incomplete to Odell. On third and three, it's a pitch to Justice Hill, and he's just marked short. So fourth and two, Justin Tucker. This field goal from 44 yards is good. Now putting the score, us back on top, 10 us, 7 Cincinnati, with 9.15 left in the first half. So now on first and 10, Joe Burrow throws a pass, but it is deflected. On second and 10, another incomplete pass, but this time there was pass interference on us, so that gives them free set of downs. Now on first and 10, they gain 14. First and 10 again, they only gain two. Second and eight, gain of six. Third and two... Unfortunately, they convert. So now on first and 10, they gain five off a run play. And then on second and five, they carry again, this time for four. So now on third and one, they end up converting once again. So now on first and 10, our boy Patrick Queen gets a stellar, and I mean stellar tackle here. And oh my goodness, this one, unfortunately, it did hurt his shoulder a little bit. He did end up coming back in the game, thankfully. But this one, uh, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, this tackle was gnarly from this guy. I'm telling you, Patrick Queen, certified monster on defense. Can't be beat, I swear. But now on second and eight, they only gain three. So now on third and five, they throw an incomplete pass to the end zone. So on fourth and five, they go for also a field goal. So now, once again, it's tied ball game. 10-10 with 3:01 left in the first half. On first and 10, Lamar in trouble, flicks it to Justice Hill for seven. So this one, he's getting swarmed, and he's looking left, looking right, trying to get in, trying to get out, can't find anybody. So he just quick flick, flicks it, pitch right to Justice Hill, and that ended up getting a seven. So that was nice. So now on second and three, Lamar ended up keeping it for himself, doing a nice slide, getting the first down. That'll put us at the two-minute warning. Two minutes left to go in the first half of Baltimore and Cincinnati. Back on first and 10, Lamar only runs it and only gets three. So now on second and seven, it was a nice sidearm sling pass to Aglor for the first down. 
first and ten, another sl sidearm sling pass. And they and Lamar did this three times in a row. This is time two of three. This one, this time the Justice Hill for eight. Second and two. This time he hits Mark Andrews, and he gets the first down. Here, right after this, is where we take our first time out of the half. So now once we come back, it's first and ten. Nelson Aguilar gets a great pass for a first down. And I have to say, Nelson Aguilar was the MVP of the game. That's... That's what I have to say. That is my opinion. I think he should be should have been handed if he was not handed the MVP of the game award for this one because he was really having a day. His pat his pass uh his catches were great. Lamar's passes to him were right on target and he was getting he was getting some yards and making tracks. So this man really deserves MVP of this game. Now on first in 10, Lamar ends up scrambling. There was an illegal contact flag on Cincinnati. And that was all after we came back from our second timeout. It was after that pass to Aguilar. We did take our second timeout. And, and that flag on Cincinnati that I just spoke about, that was a very late flag because they ended up getting it right near the end. So now on first and 10, Lamar, he pump fakes, hits Andrews, Right, uh, or yeah, he hits Andrews, but unfortunately he drops a pass. And then there was a holding call on us. So now on first and 20, Lamar, he keeps it, runs itself for 18 yards. This one, there was a holding call on us. And I say this is a bad call. All because when you look at it, our offensive lineman who was doing it, he went blocked and he was literally in the process of letting go and started to fall at the same time. So... If you can picture it and think about it in your heads, or even if you've watched the game itself, you all know what I'm talking about. I don't agree with this call. Unfortunately, I'm not one of the refs in the games because I'm going to be honest, especially in the second half, a lot of we, we definitely know where uh, these refs are from because a lot of the Cincinnati refs were throwing pl flags on Baltimore. But I'm not going to say I'm biased. Who am I kidding? Yes, I am. <laughs> but now on... on at, on that first and 20 where we get that bad call, Cincinnati, they took their first timeout. Now on first and 30, Mark Andrews gets a pass, but it's incomplete. Now on second and 30, Lamar misses. On third and 30, he carries for 11. We take our third and final timeout. Cincy, they take their second timeout right after. So now on fourth and 19, Justin Tucker hits a 49-yard field goal, putting us up 13-10 to 10 going into half. And we're at halftime, ladies and gentlemen. This is where my halftime thoughts come in. And I will say, it was a great... It was a... Okay, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a great first half. There were definitely some things, some... Definitely some places that we could have worked on, especially with our offense, starting with stay on your mans. Not just offense, but defense as well. But I'm going to start with offense because Lamar was getting... They were getting to Lamar into the backfield so many times. And he the amount of times he had to scramble and just dump passes away was absolutely ridiculous. So football 101, especially for offensive linemen, I know this because I played it my entire life, all the way up until I graduated high school. I'm not joking. 12 straight years, 12 straight seasons, never missed a beat. Offense, fundamentals, stay on your blocks. If they start to run by you, yes, you have to let them go to avoid holding calls. But if it's a pass play, hands up. Hit, quick quick hits, quick hits, quick hits. And if it's a run play, just put, 
grab them by the shoulder pads, right out on the outside of the chest plate, and just drive it right up and push them, push them till you fall on them, pancake them, this, that, whatever. Staying on your blocks is the best thing to do because that will give your quarterback enough time to either hit his target, get rid of it, or take it himself. Those are the three things that need to get done no matter what. And then on our defensive side, they were able to get so many deep passes or run past us for X amount of yards, all because we were, yes, I understand we were playing a zone coverage. However, we should have been playing man coverage in certain spots because there were certain plays where they got really good deep passes or they were running by us, especially their 81-yard return on, like, on the kick, on the punt return, that one we could have stopped cold turkey, but for some reason we did not. All because we were not staying on our people and not getting to the ball fast enough. But I don't want to criticize this at third. You all know how much I love this team. Been in love with this team, literally, almost. Yeah, this is now year eleven. Yeah, year eleven. So we all know how much I love this team. And then my next point, stop with the stupid penalties. Oh, good golly gosh. Hands to the face, holding. Like, come on, guys. We, we know we know how to play Ravens football. And that, these penalties, and they are going to definitely ramp up in the second quarter for real. But the stupid penalties were killing us. Like, we went from 1st and 10 to 1st and 20 to 1st and 30 in three plays. Three plays, guys. Like, that, we literally got backed up twice, 20 yards. And, yes, we have Justin Tucker who put points up. But still, the penalties were not necessary. And then, like I just said, my last one, be more aggressive on special teams. Kick, I will say, kickoff, kick return, fine. But on punt team, that 81-yard return could have been avoided. 100% could have been avoided, stopped in his track, cold turkey, everything. And I got to give it to this guy. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, and I probably should know this if I want to really get into the business. However, again, I'm a Baltimore fan. I'm biased. But still, that could have been stopped and avoided Hardcore, no question, no hesitation. All if for the simple thing, we stay on our men's and we just get to the ball faster. Even if we couldn't catch him and just like catch him at least by the ankle or even push him just out of bounds and that put him in literally at the 50 yard line to start the third quarter. Who cares? But just or not start the third quarter, I mean, start that drive, whatever, but still. Being more aggressive on special teams is definitely something, especially on punt, that we need to start doing. Because this isn't the yet. Yeah, this isn't the first time in our. Uh, it now is the first time this season. However, this is not the first time in the past couple of years that that's happened to us. That actually hell wasn't. Uh, I believe yeah, that happened last year when we played Miami, when we played the Dolphins. That's the exact same thing that happened. So. Monkey see, monkey do. We it literally happened to us a year ago, and for some reason we didn't learn. It didn't click in our brains. But that's uh, that's that's my rant. Those are my halftime thoughts. That's my tirade. So now 
Like I said, I missed the coin toss on who got this. So, not 100% sure. But Cincinnati has the ball to start the third quarter. So, starting off, it's first and 10. Joe Burrow is almost sacked, but he ends up running the ball for five. Now, on second and five, Bengals do convert. First and 10, they get a 31-yard run. And this right here, being more aggressive, staying on your guy on defense, is exactly what I just said. Literally just said the exact same thing. Not even two minutes ago. Y'all can quote me on that. Now, on first and 10, they gain five, but there is a flag for an ineligible, ineligible man downfield. So that pulls them back a couple yards. So now it's on first and 15. They get an 11-yard pass on second and four. They do convert. It was called short, however. So now it's the Bengals taking a timeout. Their first of the half, 13-10 uh, here. So now on third and one, they do convert. On first and 10, they get a gain of two. Now they're in the red zone. This here, oh my God. This is where, where my mind blew. Second and eight. Our boy, Geno Stone, in the red zone, gets an interception. Interception right here. This was nuts. This man literally in the end zone, while they're in the red zone, catches it, sails for uh, 30 yards? Or, no, yeah, 20 yards. 20 yards, 20 yards. Whatever. Uh, yeah, 20? Yeah, 20 yards. He, oh my God. And I did forget to mention this. Odell did get hurt and was out for the rest of the game with an ankle injury. I believe... He is uh, questionable. He is questionable for next week. So hopefully we'll be playing. We'll be playing him next week. But as of right now, that was the call that they made at that point. But back to the craziness. Like I said, Geno Stone, twenty-yard interception run while in the red zone. Absolutely stellar. And then next, even better. Back to back, we go crazy on first and ten. Our boy, our rookie, Zay Flowers, number four, gets a 52-yard pass. I can't express to you how amazing the – oh, my God. I was freaking out. And the worst part, my daughter was just – I apologize for Siri talking. My uh, – my, and I was trying not to freak out as my daughter was taking a nap, but – I absolutely lost my mind when I saw him get this 52-yard pass. Because now on first and goal, he ends up running again for six. Second and goal, he runs it for two. We were really trying to push the envelope with him. Then on third and goal, Mark Andrews gets his first touchdown of the year. So now our boy Mark Andrews, absolutely, absolutely awesome. We get a touchdown here. This now putting it to 20-10 to 10 with... 8 minutes, 39 seconds left in the first half. Or in the first half. I'm sorry, my brain's confused since I just had that freak out for the second time here. So now, it's the third quarter. On first and 10 for Cincinnati, they end up, they run for 6. Or... No, they throw a pass, which is no good. On second and 10, they end up running for seven. Then on third and three, they end up gaining 12 and converting. So now on, fir on first and 10, they go for four. On second and six, they get a gain of two. Third and four, they convert with 11 yards. Now on first and 10, they convert again. 
Then on first and 10, they end up getting out of bounds near the red zone. So on second and 10, they gain seven. On third and three, they end up converting, but there was a flag for roughing the passer on us. So first and goal, they gain one. Second and goal, incomplete. Third and goal, they get a touchdown. Now it's 20 to 17 with 234 left in the third quarter. And they're still down by a field goal, guys. First and 10, Gus Edwards, he ends up running big for 20 here. Now on first and 10, he ends up going again, this time for only three. Second and seven, Lamar, he kept it himself for the first. So now on first and 10, he ends up keeping it again for this time, 17. Unfortunately, there was a holding flag on us. Wow, what a surprise. Flag on Baltimore. Shocking. But then it's now first and 20. Justice Hill, he ends up getting a loss to three. This one here ends up ending the third quarter. So now we're in quarter four, getting near the end here. So now on on second and 23, our boy Mark Andrews, he ends up getting a beautiful 20-yard gain. So now on third and three, Gus Edwards ends up getting the first down. Moving to first and 10, Devin DuVernay almost gets a one-handed catch, but it's incomplete. We use now our first timeout of the half, or yeah, of the half of the uh, fourth quarter now going into, yeah, technically the second half. I got my, almost got myself a little confused here. So after that, we it's now second and 10. Mark Andrews gets, or not Mark Andrews, my apologies. Nelson Aglor, like I said, MVP certified for this game. He ends up gaining nine. Gus Edwards gets the first on... First and 10, Lamar scrambles for four. Second and six, he only gets one. So now on third and five, Nelson Aguilar. What did I say? What did I say? MVP right here. Third and five, he ends up getting a touchdown. And his first, actually, as a Baltimore Raven. So now it's 20 to, 27 to 17 with 11.38 left in the, in the game. First and, ten, first and 10 for Cincinnati. Gain of five. This is one where Patrick Queen got hurt in the shoulder, but did come back. So now on second and five, Joe Burrow is sacked by our boy, uh, Octavius Clowney. Or I, I can't remember how to pronounce his first name, but our boy Clowney right here. And this was his first sack as a Baltimore Raven as well. So two big things back to back. For our guys, one on offense, one on defense. One is his first touchdown as a Raven. Second is his first sack as a Raven. So, absolutely great. Now on third and 11, they end up getting a pass for six. Kyle Hamilton was on the stop here. So on fourth and five, they do have to punt the ball away. So first and 10, false start on us. First and 15, Justice Hill. He ends up gaining two off the handoff. Second and 13, Zay Flowers. He ends up getting taken down after a loss of two on this screen pass. So now on third and 15, Justice Hill gains 11. But wow, illegal blind. there was an illegal blindside block. How? And we elected to ignore this penalty. So on fourth and four, we end up having to punt the ball away. 740 left in the game. First and 10, incomplete pass by Cincinnati. Second and 10, they gain 13 and get the first. First and 10, Joe Burrow has to dump this one away, which I'm not going to complain. Now, second and 10 is an incomplete pass. Third and 10, they do convert. First and 10, they end up getting a pass broken up, thankfully. First and 10, or, or second and 10, they gain six here. 
Third and four, incomplete pass. Fourth and four, they went for it, which... If if it's not fourth and one, fourth and inches, maybe, I'll even say, maybe even fourth and two. You can be crazy. You can be a little dangerous. If it's anything beyond fourth and two, just just punt it or go for the field goal because... I want to say at least seven times out of nine, you're not going to hit. Like, unless you're that team or the defense is not it. And the defense is just trash and you're running all over them. However, this is one of those instances where it's fourth and four. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's ballsy. However, they proved me wrong because they converted on fourth and four. So now on first and ten, they get the first down here. Now on first and ten, they end up getting a run gain of nine yards. Second and one, incomplete pass. Third and one, they end up converting again. So now on first and first and goal and second and goal were two incomplete passes. Third and goal, however, is now a touchdown. So it's 27 to 24 with 328 left in the game. Now it is first and 10. Gus Edwards, and here's, here's where I had to break some things down for some people. All we had to do, because we just had to run out the clock till we hit the two-minute warning, which is exactly what we did. All we needed to do was hit the two-minute two warning, either get to the 30-yard line and kick a field goal, really put this game out of reach, and as long as we didn't screw it up here, or, like I just said, run, out the cl- run down the two-minute warning, kneel it, end it, which is exactly what we did. On first and 10, Gus Edwards gets a gain of two. Second and eight, Devin DuVernay, he gains five. Bengals take their second timeout of the half. Third and three, Lamar, he ends up running for 12. The Bengals now take their third timeout. So first and 10, Lamar, he only gains a yard. He took some really bad cuts. So I'm watching him do this. And again, I know I'm not a coach, but I tend to think, I tend to think outside of the box here. When he was running for this, he had a clear point to where he could have ran up and got more than just a yard, maybe even two or three. However, he cut once, cut twice, cut three different times. And I was just sitting here thinking like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you cutting so much? And that's unfortunately what led to it, him being taken down after only a yard. But there were definitely some different options he could have had and diff- definitely taken before going through with that. But it's a mood point because now on second and nine, Devin DuVernay carries for seven. Now it's third and two. Gus Edwards gets the first. And this here, first and ten, second and ten, third and ten. We need it. We end it. Baltimore wins 27 to 24 up on Cincinnati. And like I said at the beginning, all I had to say once we the final score was done was that's payback for week 18 and wildcard weekend. Big payback. No James Brown. <laughs> for, any of my, for any of my old heads out there that know that one, that know that song, The Big Payback by James Brown. That one's for my old heads. However, I'm so happy, so exhilarated, so thankful that we won this game for the simple fact, like I said, payback all around. But breaking it down this second half, it was a better second half than the first. Only thing that carries over... The stupid penalties, false start, uh, hands to the face, or not hands to the face, illegal block, whatever, whatever our other dumb penalties were. My whole overarching argument, the very last one too, 
stop with the stupid penalties. But here we are again. And this time they're getting thrown on us more. But that's also because we're in a rival city. But whatever. But overall, at the end of the day, uh, we won. We took the victory. We now push ourselves to 2-0 as we put Cincinnati at 0-2. So some, it was either we were walking out with reverse schedule, with reverse uh, wins to their losses, or everybody was going home with 1-1 each. We walked out 2-0. And at the end of the day, overarching thing, like I said, we won, we caught the victory, and that's, that's all that matters. And I, I, like I said... Zay Flowers killed it with that 52-yarder pass, which was way nuts. But my MVP trophy or crown, everything has to go to Nelson Aguilar because he really was crunching it yesterday. So hats off to him. You know, he gets his claps, he gets his flowers, and hopefully he can continue to do it again. Crazy coming up this Sunday. We are back home in our own stadium of M&T Bank Stadium, taking on, in week three, the Indianapolis Colts. Rookie quarterback, just like last week, we're taking on Anthony Richardson, and I can't wait to see it. I know you all can't wait to see it, and then Monday, hear my beautiful voice, and that special little teaser that I teased last week that I said I'd mention this week, so not next week after Indianapolis, but after week four, I can't think of who we play yet, but I'll talk about it. I'll obviously mention it at the end of next week. After my week four review will not just be audio anymore, ladies and gentlemen. My week four and hopefully weeks, everything going through the rest of it will be live. Well, and when I say live, I mean recorded for my YouTube fans who watch. Yes, I will still be putting out the audio version of it right here on RSS on uh, Spotify, everything else that it's on. But going forward after week four, I will be filming this, filming these podcasts, doing the same kind of review and recap that I always do. But you'll get to now see my face. I'll have an intro and everything. And I have a logo and everything. So you will now be able to see me doing this in front of you guys, in front of you guys, face everything all. I hope you guys are just as excited. I know I'm in, I am so excited for this. I cannot tell you guys how much this excites me and how thankful I am that I finally get the opportunity to do this. Because this is like I said when I said at the end of season one that I was going to try and switch things up, do some stuff different for this season. And I, like I said, I am delivering here and this is exactly how it's going to be. So Week four will be a full on, just like you see on ESPN, Sports Center, NFL Network for Good Morning Football. Every single thing that we do here on Baltimore Talk. But going forward, it's going to be live, baby. So thank you all for listening once again to another episode of Baltimore Talk. I have been your host, Anthony Probst. I will see you all next week. Goodbye.